Hello, this is Lisa Russick. And Mr. Lord. With the podcast, we're all psychic. And today we have an awesome guest. Her name is Miriam. Miriam, would you like to say hello? Hi, great to be here. It's great to be here with you. And uh, first of all, we do have a question right away. Do you think we're all psychic? You know, I... I do. I, I feel like, I don't know if psychic is the word I would use, but it's it's definitely, we're all born with these abilities that are beyond what the physical world teaches us and actually, you know, we're discouraged from. I agree. From <laughs> even knowing what those are. But yeah, I feel like we all have something special that we're born with. So how'd you get there? What, what brought you to that kind of the idea? And we do discuss it more as energy work, but I like the catchy, we're all psychic name. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was raised I was raised in a Christian household um and it was definitely kind of like a non-denominational kind of deal um but very much uh restrictive or frowned upon, you know, any type of energy working was the devil, you know. So, yes, yeah, so like I never yeah. dabbled or messed around with anything like never, you know, the only candle work I did was birthday candles, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um if if I ended up in a situation with kids where they were playing with a Ouija board, you know, I would just move the planchette around so that nothing would come through and I could, you know, make jokes and stuff maybe, or would you do it on purpose and not tell them? Or I did it on purpose and I didn't tell them mm-hmm. <laughs> so that they would get the experience they wanted, but I didn't have to worry about anything um, attaching. But yeah. when I was around 12, I ended up having like a negative experience with like an entity that was terrifying. And so that, um, was it like a spirit or was it a demon or okay? What kind of, do you know? It felt definitely like evil for sure. Like it felt nice at first until it got into my window. Like I thought it was going to be a friend kind of situation. Yeah. Once it, once it got inside, it was like basically like a sleep paralysis kind of situation. So you've been having visitations from spirits. It sounds like since you were born, I mean, you know, and possibly, did you think of them as spirits or what did you think of them as? Um, In that particular case, I definitely thought that was some kind of a demon, you know, or an incubus or something like that, uh, which I didn't know what an incubus was at the time, you know, until I... Sounds like one. Yeah, that's the the feeling that it gave me was like it was sucking my breath out of me. Yeah. And very much enjoying the fact that I was terrified and that, you know, it had me, you know, kind of Man, what a butthead. Uh, get him. <laughs> get him. I don't like him. I don't like him either. Mm-hmm. They can go away forever. I'm sure you got and rid of So I, I rebuked it and it I did it in the Christian way of like I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and it stopped, but it was still there. So I said it again and then it was like a and it came right off of me. Good. And I thought, okay, so as long as I do that, I'll be safe. Well, over the course of the years, it was like it wasn't like I turned away from Christianity. It was like I started realizing through studying other types of religions and other types of energy work that it wasn't, you know, that I hadn't invited that thing to me, you know, that I hadn't dabbled and like done something bad. And yeah, it wasn't right. your, your fault. Yeah. Right. And so that was when I started realizing like, well, if it's not all bad, then it must also have good. And so that was when I started to really research and look into uh i think scott cunningham was probably the first guy that i ever read um because my sister had one of his books 
I don't know who Scott Cunningham is. Uh, what kind of stuff does he write? He he did. He was a Wiccan and he did. And I'm not personally a Wiccan myself, but he did all kinds of uh, Wicca books and stuff back in like the 70s and 80s. Well, that would really, yeah, that'd be kind of controversial at that time. So that'd yes. be great. Yeah, to read. Yeah. He also was very much into um, solitary practice. And that was something that I really gravitated towards because living where I still live to this day is very conservative and they still very much see what I do as devil work, you know. Where are you? Mm-hmm. I'm in Idaho. <laughs> That's weird because it is considered that way. I know someone in oh, Utah yeah. in that area. We're in Alabama. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we can't just go into coffee shops and do a reading. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, people have asked not. me that from out of state. Yeah. They'll come into town or they they just moved here. Like, can't we just meet up somewhere? I'm like, well, <laughs> I used to go to the park locally, the Delano Park. That's yeah. right. And it's still sometimes kind of people, what are you doing? You know, I never got busted. Oh, yes. And that's what you would call it, you know? <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. The whole town would know if I was out there doing it, you know, like they kind of already know that I'm kind of out. Yeah. Yay. Good for yes. you. So, so listeners and watchers, I forgot to say it in the beginning, but this is a video podcast on Spotify. So Miriam says she has a really interesting career path that led her into where she is now as a psychic reader. And she is on Everclear. And, I'm, and I'm, I don't know what else you do, but we'll find out. So do you want to tell us about that? How you got to A to B to C to Z? Yeah. So after after I started researching like energy work and figuring out that I could be what, you know, they call the W word, which would be like a witch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of magic podcasts and stuff. We have a lot of witches on the podcast. Yeah. And so that was kind of a, a, you know, shock of exploration of am I bad? Am I evil? You know, that kind of thing. That was when I decided on the term pagan and sort of stuck with that. Um, And I I just studied throughout college and realized that during my summer work that kids were very drawn to me, like specifically teenage children. And I would have so much fun when I was working fairs. I did like booth work where you would do like product demonstrations and that kind of thing. And I would have so much more fun when the local like kids that were hanging around the fair would find me and like like the 15 16 year olds or yes totally yeah like the freshman sophomore you know kind of age with you know the hair and the (laughs) all the all the the oil and the makeup and exactly yeah being very much like in the goth scene looking type kids would come and find me and and i ended up having these wonderful conversations with them and it seemed that whatever we would talk about they would be so just accepting of me and so happy that they found me that I ended up going into teaching. And I taught for the last 13 years. And then I ended up with a horrible like illness. And that's why I ended up working from home during the pandemic lockdowns. I was able to figure out that I could read for other people and not just myself. Yeah. When they weren't around me, I could do it via text, Mm -hmm. email, pictures, you know, and that was when I started thinking, okay, well, I'll start side hustling this, you know, and see how it goes. And that's how I ended up on Everclear was doing like a moonlighting side hustle type thing. And then yeah. my health really got so bad that I am falling back on that as my yeah. main profession. Do you and mind so- 
Do you mind yeah. my asking about your health issue? Because I have a lot of health issues and they do. And it's great with Everclear because they don't make us work a certain hour, minimum hours. Most platforms yes. do. And they understand we have to, all we do is let them know. We sometimes you don't even have to let them know anything. You don't really, but any of you disappear, they'll make, I've heard people say they'll write them. Hey, you still there? <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that, that has been helpful, especially since what I do have is something that can send you into the emergency room pretty fast. And so they don't have a name for it at this stage. What they're calling it is like widespread life-threatening allergic reactions to like... That sounds like an immune issue of some sort. Yes. Like possibly mast cell activation syndrome. Type. I'm having that right now, actually, for my main, my main uh, diagnosis is Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, the hypermobile type. And part of that is mast cell activation. We can talk about that afterwards because you, you're, yeah. how, how old are you, by the way, if you don't mind my I, I just turned 42 on the second. You look really young and I'm 48. And there's a very strong trend in hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome in that type to uh, stay young looking because it's a collagen disorder. And you might, okay. you might have hypermobile joints and stuff if you're hypermobile type. But uh, that that can keep that's just a big symptom is just having really stretchy skin and being able to like bend your, you know, <laughs> do weird things yeah. like that. But there's a lot of pain that comes along with it. And mast cell activation. I just had that happen before this podcast. That's why my eyes are still kind of like red and puffy. Uh, my nose just started going nuts. Everything started. Ah, and I'm going yeah. to an allergist in a week. So I can't take anything. <laughs> uh, I did Reiki and it took it away. That's what I've been doing for my mast cell activation. Most of the time it happens on my hands and feet. And now I do I do a, a, a thing my Reiki teacher taught me and uh, it stops it. Uh, I, I do it my own way. She told she said, try, you know, just, you know, try anything with Reiki. And uh, I actually asked Archangel Rock, Raphael, help. This is really terrible. My feet, the, the, the lavender and tea tree are not working. The essential oils. And he says, why don't you try Reiki? And uh, I was like, OK, <laughs> so I tried that and it worked. And I had to like do it my own way, kind of work with it. And I told the mast cells when I when I would go in with the Reiki energy, it's okay. There's nothing here. There's nothing attacking you. You're okay. And I'd feel it all connecting. You know, there's no threat here is the main thing I would get through to whatever mast cells are and wherever they are. But I'd go to like a spot where it felt like they'd be activating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where sensations are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I. I yeah, it's been it's something that started happening worse and worse the longer I stayed at the school that I was at. Oh, By the time I interesting, I know, and like it, it tends to be through. I mean, I've been spending years researching it, trying to like beat it, you know, and figure out what I need to do. I've been doing shots and just everything you can think of, and and one of the things that we keep drawing back to is this um, ability of mine that seems to be the most powerful thing that goes on with me is this empath thing that I have. And that seems to be like, so overdeveloped to the point where, you know, it feels more like a curse than a blessing kind of situation. Yeah, you're, you're, and, yeah that can definitely happen. Yeah. Like the link between immune issue and um, empathy is very much yes. a lot of I've, I just see that from guests on the podcast. So many of them have immune issues. It's for weird. sure. I have yeah. noticed that as well and and noticed it with like students around me, noticed it with faculty around me. And by the time I finally had to quit my job, I was down to like half my lung capacity. Um, and just, I mean, going to urgent care, like at least twice a week, if not more. Yeah. Because, you know, if somebody chops something next to me or even like microwaves something next to me, 
I'll go into, you know, anaphylactic yeah. shock, you know, oh if, it, if it is too. It's been pretty severe. So I've been, you know, I haven't been like giving up on getting better, but definitely had to like rethink career entirely. And so yeah, working. How on do you platform. like it? How do you like you know, working I, as professional, <laughs> intuitive? And I do like, like it. It's, you know, it is kind of feast or famine. And so, you know, as far as yeah. feeling secure, like has definitely not kicked mm-hmm. in yet of being like, oh yeah, it it's going to be never fine. has for me. It never has for right? me. Yeah. Because my health. Like I need that. I need medical mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Um, I have been working uh, with Qigong energy healing. Love Qi. Qi helps a lot. Yeah. And that's something that I've just started that I've I've got um, a doctor that I'm working with and he's been very helpful. You know, it, it's but yeah, it's a work in progress. And it's cool. If you like, you know, have a, a trigger or something, you know, you can slide back quite a ways of. So you have like FD pens like coming out of your purse pockets, oh, yeah, and jackets, yeah. and they're like sucked in the couch. She, yeah, if we need an EpiPen, pen, go visit Miriam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, if somebody's having a peanut reaction and I'm around, like they're gonna you have it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not for some reason. I don't react to peanuts. Like I'll react to soy on them, but like. <sighs> Yeah, if it's just a peanut, I'm fine. You know. Then in that case, I'm really glad I, I don't have the cell activation or it stopped before this podcast because we could have started and just because <laughs> <laughs> you would have caught mine. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <yeah. laughs> so, Missy, I know. I know you have some questions. She's so interesting. You've got like so many. Like I can tell there's so much in there, and Missy, you're gonna pull it out. <laughs> so you said something about it was bringing out a lot of people. Uh, a lot of your um, feelings were coming to the surface because of it and your, your empathy. Definitely, so yeah. that hypened up your, your skills too, then didn't it? Your psychic um, skills. Yes, I would definitely say for sure. And then working with um, my Qigong energy worker people that I've been um, fortunate enough to get to meet and work with, they've also noticed things from my past lives that are affecting it oh, as well. Isn't that awesome? I've done wow, that. Wow, that's cool. It's amazing. Yeah. What you can find out. I think everybody should do a past life regression. Totally. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I've been learning more, like running into different kinds of guides. And that was something that I've learned recently that's been hard with working as a, a tarot reader is that the guides might not always be correct. Yeah, they're tricky. They, they want you know? they can play tricks, and it's not doing yes. it. So you got. I mean, for me, I have to let people know. Well, Morgana said it. She has a goal. If it doesn't happen this way, she has a reason. You yeah. know, totally. <laughs> they trick people. They've done that to Misty. When I give Misty a lot, a lot. <laughs> Sam and Morgana will come through. Your cruise isn't happening. You know, this yeah. is going to happen. And 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 then she yeah. tells me later it actually had a good benefit to, to have these yeah. things to her. But it's at the time I'm like, this is not right. I can tell, but they're telling me to tell you this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know? So yeah, they do. They tricksy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and maybe like not even trying to, like even not finding like a trickster type of just somebody like a being that's just that invested in an outcome for the person they're guiding. Right. You know, like you're gonna they end up with this guy no matter what. Like and it's like, yeah. 
Yeah, and the guy, maybe. maybe the guy doesn't want to end up in that relationship and that guy can't make that guy change his mind. You know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm dealing with. It makes me think of like, like when Misty did, she was going to go on a cruise and my guides were like something like COVID's going to take over. There's going to be a massive shot. It was really dramatic and a hurricane's going to come through or something like that was another mm-hmm. time. There are always these huge dramatic things. They're nothing like a little something. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, this is not true, you know, and um, but they'll explain, you know, afterwards, like when, what happened with you with the cruise that she she had been worrying and stressing over it. And when I told her that she believed me and them and then it didn't stress her out anymore until the actual time she left and she wasn't stressed until like you had to actually travel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, that's why they said they told her that. <laughs> i know yeah they have how do we yeah how do we deliver this stuff right it's kind of a weird thing we're it just is, not yeah. supposed to know everything guys we're right just not not, at all. we're not that's definitely something that i fall back on is like even if your guide is saying that if that you know if that particular person doesn't want to be your partner your guide isn't going to convince them to change their mind you know right. like, yes. some things are not meant to be yeah. <laughs> yeah that's not a guy guy just says if you ask them they'll hang around and help you out you know that's from my experience they they mm-hmm. want to help their person their main person that they're with you know well, sam kind of jumps around so does both my guides my main guides will go visit other people sometimes sam and work yeah they're really cool that way but missy i know you've got some more questions so tell me the rest of the, tell me the rest of your story i mean it didn't stop there did it i mean um i mean that's pretty much as far as like my journey now, since I quit my job, like it's, it's definitely up in the air. You know, I'm still working with the the energy doctor and I I'm taking a course from him trying to be able to harness that energy myself. It's definitely tricky because it's a completely different culture than what I'm used mm-hmm. to. I'm, I'm oh, more yeah. of a kind of cultured lady and so like to do the you know i'm i'm meditating standing up now it's like oh what you know and isn't it nice though when you get to that point yeah (laughs) so there you know but what i think is interesting about qigong is when whether they're working on me or i'm working on myself i feel sensations in my body like what like mostly like vibrations tingling like not so much like pain. Um, I usually keep my eyes closed so that I don't like trick myself into thinking I'm feeling something. And I'll feel like jerking or pulling sensations. And I'll look, you know, and sure enough, they'll be down there pulling something out of like energetically. Yeah. Like, yeah oh, exactly. They're moving your energy. They're shifting your yes. energy. You're feeling mm-hmm. your energy moving in your body. Have, have you never really felt that before that? I and mean, for people Not doing like, it to you, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah, yeah it's weird, like, isn't I've it? never felt that before of like actually feeling a sensation in my body, like especially like being younger and going to church of like people putting their hands on you and praying for you. I never felt anything, you know? And so yeah. I always remember feeling distress from that of like, maybe God's not real, you know, and things like that as a little kid growing up. Yeah. And that's interesting that you say that you were distressed when you thought that God wasn't real. See, I, I felt relieved when I thought God wasn't real. Cause I was raised Catholic and, and I don't know about everybody, but the, the guilt thing really sat with me for a long time. And it's not it does in a lot of people. Yeah, it does. It's very yeah. subtle. It's very subtle. And, you know, I feel like, you know, they, I don't know if they do. I I don't remember anyone ever saying God is always judging you. No, I was never told that, but I always felt like everything I did was a sin. (laughs) 
know? <laughs> and I'm a simple person, and God just gotta be like, what did I do wrong? You know, but I, I, I just went at the, now I believe in a be a creator or greater beings, but I don't think of it as that Catholic God, but it's still the same entity yeah. energy, but it's the one that yeah. I really thought was there under it, not the one that was judging me. Yeah, so when, not the when, I, when I realized maybe there's not a God, maybe the Bible is just a book. Someone wrote, right. I wasn't that distressed for me, you know, so because my my God was like judging. <laughs> so right. Was your God more of a comfort before you came to that point or? Um, yeah, like I, I remember like talking to God when I was really little. Yes. Yeah, me too. Me I, I was too young to do that and I didn't understand what I was doing. So like I also oh, felt no. like that feeling of squishes me or something then i'm gonna go to hell because i haven't been saved yet mm. so i was always asking in, in sunday school you know like oh, i want to i want to be saved and they'd be like you're too young to understand and so i remember sitting there at the table one day and saying quick jesus before anybody notices get inside my heart you know oh <laughs> <Like, laughs> jesus I felt it, you know, I yeah. felt something, I felt yeah. a sensation then, and so I always would yeah, talk to him that way, of that God being in my heart, of like listening Aww. there, so I spent a lot of time kind of covert off talking to God. Oh, I love that, I talked to God See? and my guardian angels when I was a kid, little, yeah, yeah. I did too, and yeah. thank God nobody ever told me that. Uh, God says you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. You said thank God. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's an awful so, thing yeah. to say to a child. That oh. is, man. That's it that's, is. Yeah, it was a very shaming like environment, and so I, I would keep it secret that I talked to God. So then it was like, when it became time to be saved, I was like, well, I already am. And they were not cool with that either. And they so, like, didn't think you were. You had to do this and this and this. Yeah. Do it in front and of in your them. Heart, you had to have you, somebody. Yep. Yeah, you had to have somebody to, you know, present yeah. to everyone as they're the one that brought me here. You know, and it's Ain't that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's it's religions and, and hierarchies of man instead of people telling you God, God. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. It's not very like being on a higher grade level. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has a personal relationship with their God. <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I have that. a better relationship with God now than I ever have in my whole life. Same. You know, because I know he's not that person that everybody said he was, you know. Yeah. I don't feel as much pressure, like you said, Lisa. That pressure's gone. Yes, yes. And I can call upon my angels, and they're there, you know. And I know they're there, and they they help me out so much. One of the first times, the very first time, I felt divine love that that divine love feeling in my heart, and it got all over through my body. Um, the first time I felt that, that's kind of when I started believing again in a creator i didn't really believe in a creator i didn't know just agnostic is kind of what i would feel like i was yeah. but uh, it took freaking forever to really feel that any kind of faith but it's still the same god i did talk to in my mind in my prayers yes. that little girl is still that mm -hmm. same one but that divine love that was there that's all i understood as a kid was love really and and, yeah. and confusion um then that divine love connects me here now at this age when I feel it and I can talk to the God the same way I always had, even right. then, I realize yeah, a lot of times in my head, I've been talking to my guardian angel or God anyway, yep. having a narrative narrative mm -hmm. going, you know, with them. <laughs> yeah, and how dare somebody tell you that that's yeah. not 
what you're supposed to do or that's right. how you're supposed to feel. How dare somebody say that? Because they don't know. This is your personal journey. Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> I mean, to this day, those same people still think, you know, that I'm not saved, that I'm going to no go way. to hell. I have people who think it's I'm it. going to hell for sure. Oh, for <laughs> sure. And like now doing like full on terror reading for a living, you know, is also oh, yeah. very I mean, you know, if, they, if they believe in the word of Jesus and you're helping people with your heart and soul. And your gifts and abilities. And that's what Jesus wants us to do is to treat others like we want to be treated. So from what I understand of his teachings, mm-hmm. that's yeah. not how a lot of churches do. No, they don't, they don't listen to treat people words. like they want to be treated, you know. Yeah. That's because what it's, it's a hierarchy. It's a hierarchy. So I, mean, I found that going through a lot of the spiritual progressions I have, a lot of it had to be thought through. A lot of it had to be thought. Like you were saying, you you close your eyes and had to really see if you were feeling this energy moving. And really kind of check yourself, right? Am I, is this real? Am I just, and I did that for years and years in, in every aspect and I still do it, you know, I, yeah. I have to know like something tangible in my brain, brain, something I can work with yeah. it, yeah. it all. And, and like with mediumship, I don't know what the hell's going on, but uh, oh, I'm yeah. okay with that one. You know, but <laughs> do you know yeah, what's going on with that's... mediumship? Do you have any idea? <laughs> I, I, I definitely like. Don't tell me or don't ask me what they look like because I'm not going to be able to. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like I could probably tell you what their favorite color is or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, give you an idea that that they're here and that I they love you. I can't get but, names. I cannot get yeah, names. I can't I get names either. Like I've been practicing. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. I've been practicing, and here and there I'll get them, but not not much. Well, <laughs> it's really random. Being new to it as well, it's like I still feel like um, a lot of like the the client base that I have is a lot of very much still the the psychic vending machine of like I've only got three minutes that I'm paying for. You need to give me an answer right now. You know? Yeah, yeah, that'll get you fast and good fast. <sighs> you know, you're already yeah. good, but it'll get you fast, fast. You know, if you get enough yeah. of them back to back to back. I was on a very fast paced phone platform when I started, I think in 2010 or 11 or something, 2010. And it was this call after you have a queue on your computer looking at, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And they were five yeah. minute calls, you know, um, three, five, six, but you get through them. I, that, that was different than Everclear because I never have that happen on Everclear. We don't have a queue as far as I know. So. Yeah, we don't have like a, what what I nor, normally get though are people that do come through that want very fast answers. Oh yes, you know, regardless. Oh, yes. You know, so it's like I I wish that that it would be more of like people calling in that want to learn more about themselves. You yeah. know, well that's how it starts. If you keep them coming back, yeah. it usually starts with something that's going on. That's that's a situation, you know, and feelings yes. involved. It's usually a dude or a woman. Or you know, yeah, it's usually yeah a relationship based like problem. Yeah, and if they keep calling back, then they're getting some kind of healing from you about True. this. Yeah, you know, and that's it can take a, all their lives to figure out what they need to heal, and you may you may not even know, but you probably do. And uh, you work with them, and it's, it is frustrating because you can see the best of them, right? You can see the best of this client that you're talking to, and you love them so much, and you just want them to see it too. Look, look how awesome you are, you know. Lot, like I think, yeah, the struggle for me a lot is like trying to trying to figure out the way to tell them that their happiness is not wrapped up in another person. Yes, you know? amen to that. Yeah, there comes a time when you get to say it when they're listening. Is what I found. Not always. 
Yeah. Sometimes, you know, for me, I try to get them to say it, but it doesn't always happen. But sometimes <laughs> there, some people, when they're more receptive to really looking at what is a root cause of my dissatisfaction, yeah. then you can say something like that in, with each person to say it differently. You know, you're dissatisfied maybe because, well, let's look. Let's see yeah. why. What's going on with you? You know, what's what's going on in there? And then that's when you can start pulling that stuff out of them, you know? That's what I found. And they want to then. They're ready then. It's just like they're not ready for sometimes a week. Sometimes they're ready. That's why they called. And that's why I'm like, yay, let's go. <laughs> you know, and I don't mind building into it either because I get to know them better that way, you know? So it's kind of interesting, you know, it just takes the pressure off when I think of it as well. If they're, if they're getting healing, they'll come back, yeah, you know? I feel that way. And that's why, you know, a lot of it helps me also to know why I'm doing the reading every time I go into like login or something, which is to make people happier and hopefully give them some healing, you know, and good advice. Because I never I don't like to give good, I don't like to give advice, but I love that Everclear is an advice app. You know, it's an advice platform. <laughs> like you have to that's my job is to give advice. So it's not, I already asked to. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of Everclear, Everclear is our sponsor and uh, Everclear is an advice app (laughs) and website everclear.com where you can find psychics and empaths who can help you get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. Right, Misty. Right. Right. Deserve it. And um, Miriam, where can the listeners find you? Um, I'm well on Everclear and then I also uh, have a youtube channel that i've been slowly building on it's like i think there's probably maybe 190 followers of this nice. i'll follow 191 on that particular channel i i do more of a we it's just pick a card readings but oh, cool. um i do card reviews on there and and the main thing i guess that probably sets it a little bit apart from other um, pick a card reading channels is that it's done with a lot of sarcasm and humor. Fun. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to check like it out. That. Listeners, I'll put the links to everything. Oh, she awesome. You to know and where to find her in the description of the podcast. Um, and yeah. And they can, they can always email me at um, Miriam, the mage at gmail.com and set up private readings with me that way as well. If they don't want to go through the Everclear route, they can always just ask me questions on there if they need. Okay, yeah. and I'll put that info in there too. And um, lastly, do you have any advice for somebody who has been in the real, real world job, job kind of thing? You know, job, job. Teaching is a very serious job, job. And uh, this is not like a real job, job. It's a freelancing. It's all different. Any advice for someone who is making that transition right now and what they're what's coming for them? What can you? No, know, I. I honestly have to like, kind of like, I wish I could remember which, um, which other advisor on Everclear was the one that said it. Um, but it was, it was somebody said like, you're closer to spirit right now than you've ever been. I saw that. And yeah. That was helpful. It, she's a pretty lady with dark hair and I cannot remember what. I can't remember either right now. 
uh, it might be Athena. I don't know. I, oh, listeners and watchers, we have a forum on Everclear and we can all talk to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> dish dish the gossips. <laughs> <laughs> and and yell at Everclear. So many people like, just yell. My life. Uh, it's like, oh, I know. It's so great for venting. It's so great for getting stuff out. Totally. Yeah. And the, everyone's the like, healer there. So you get all this healing energy. It's like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. like her words just were so helpful in the sense that part of why I stayed in that job so long, even to the point of it almost killing me, and it did almost completely and totally take my life staying there, um, was that I felt like I had to stay there, you know, that that was as good as it could get. And that you know, and even still now, it's very, you know, my finances and everything are still very unstable and, and trying to figure out what I'm doing and how I'm doing it is still really scary. But at the same time, like, where would I be if I had stayed by now? You know, and, mm-hmm. it, and that, you know, an oxygen tank. Might be dead. Yeah. yeah might be dead. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, something to think about when it comes to if if something's happening and it's not working for you. Yeah. It is hard when we have a trajectory for our future already in mind and we've had it set for a long time. You know, I just went through a divorce after being married for 11 years and not, it was like a few years ago with a divorce, but two years ago. But um, like, I was like, well, what the hell do I do now? <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, there's a lot. Of, I, I just do a lot anyway, but with my own time personally, privately, but like my future was as far as what was go where I was going to end up or not for sure but i had a good idea you know and it's like all different now it still hasn't settled <laughs> you know? right. yeah yeah it's comfortable that it is it's hard and i'm used to being identity you know now i'm a tourist so i like things to be stable and secure feeling you know it doesn't matter if they yes. are i just want to feel that way <laughs> that too. same i always wanted to be normal when i was yeah. a kid yeah, I mean, yeah. If I, I was cute. I'd say I'm Nomo. Nomo, Nomo Puffin. How dare you say that? And here I Can't am. Say I'm it, but I am. <laughs> Turns out they were right. I'm not Nomo. <laughs> None of us are. None of us are. Thank you, Misty. Mm-hmm. After that, everybody, listeners, watchers, we love you, and we hope. And Miriam, thank you so much for coming on. This has been yes, great. You can come you. back anytime. Just let us know. And um, Missy, I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. And listeners and watchers, we love you. And we will see you. (laughs) And everybody have a great time wherever you may be. Peace out. Bye.